0: Hi, welcome to This Property Life Podcast. I'm Mark Winship. I'm a property investor and mentor, and each week, we will be speaking to a very special guest about their adventures in property. This week, I'm talking to Claire Powell and Becca Strelzen from Switchback Stays. Claire and Becca started investing in property back in 2018 with a couple of buy-to-let properties in Cardiff. In 2019, they launched their serviced accommodation business, Switchback Stays, and haven't looked back since. In this episode, we hear Claire and Becca talk to us about growing and managing a service accommodation business, coping with COVID lockdown, and the importance of staying focused on your why throughout your property journey. I really hope you enjoyed this inspirational episode. Let's hear now from Claire Powell and Becca Strelson. Claire, Becca, welcome to the podcast. How are you both?
1: Very well, yeah thank we're you. good thank you mark
0: good I, I believe you guys are in the thick of a, a of a strict lockdown over in cardiff Are you managing to keep busy
1: yeah yeah we are so we're in we're in the middle of a two week well 17 day firebreak lockdown yeah um which is you know, in a in a similar way to the the period we've had kind of from from mid march onwards has come with its own set of challenges yeah um and uh, yeah, I mean, we're we're just trying to stay as proactive as possible, really. And uh, and I think that we've we've found that to both be useful in terms of business, but also just in terms of our own sanity. It's just yeah, to just to keep being busy and keep and keep pushing the business forward.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: you know, and I, I think that's that stood it in good stead since March, and we're just going to carry on in the same vein.
0: Perfect. Well, I appreciate you taking the time out to have a chat with us. I know a lot of people are going to find your story very inspirational. Um, and where I thought I'd start is if, if I'm right in thinking almost exactly 18 months ago, you both resigned from your full time jobs to focus on developing your property business. That must have felt like a, a really big decision.
1: Uh, yeah, it, 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 it kind of <laughs> did, and it kind of didn't, because it's been coming for a while. So the start, of that, the start of that year back in January, we were out seeing some friends out in, in Dublin, in Ireland, and we we kind of got chatting about it, and we kind of knew that the position we were in with our full-time jobs, it was really going to limit how well we could drive the property business forward, and without freeing up some significant time, uh, I guess we kind of felt like it would take us much longer to get to where we wanted to get to, but also the reality of it was the more time we were spending in our full time jobs, the less opportunities we were able to, to, to take and to capitalise on that were going to come our way in the property business. So I think we kind of had our eye on it since January. And then by the time we got to April, uh, it just kind of felt like the right time. And it was a little bit, right, let's, let, let's take the jump, let's go for it. Um, the full time jobs we both had were, were pretty all-consuming. Uh, long days, fourteen-hour days was was pretty standard, that kind of thing. So, it it was a, it. I mean, in hindsight, it probably it was probably a bit more of a gamble than at the time we both felt it was. Um, especially the the business that we were in before, which was, was tennis coaching, which we both still do. Uh, we kind of knew that we could carry on coaching in some capacity, yeah. Uh, to a greater or lesser extent, depending on how the property business picked up. So it. It did. It did. It did feel like a big milestone to leave, uh, but the timing was just was just right, and um, and we knew that if we were to get to where we wanted to go and achieve our, our goals in property, we had to kind of take the leap.
0: And this coincided with the launch of your service accommodation business. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. So we we kind of we started our education around that time in service accommodation, and uh, we could see the opportunity in in building that that business. And we started to get the wheels in motion of how to take it forward in, in Cardiff, which is where we're based. And uh, and up till then, we just had a couple of buy-to-lets that we'd run as, okay. as normal buy-to-lets for tenants in, which were fine. But it became quite clear to us that to, to be in a position where we'd have a significant amount of, of income from property, that would allow us to change our kind of our our work-life balance was a long way off if we were going to keep doing buy to just in terms of time and money for deposits and things it was just taking it was going to take us way too long it was going to take 10 years easy to get to where we wanted to get to so it it felt like a, a good way of getting a business up and running that was going to be able to generate some more cash flow for us that we would then reinvest and kind of grow from there
0: so tell us about your first project. What, what was it that inspired you guys to take on your first buy-to-let property?
1: Um, it was a, a funny sequence of events, actually. So we, we kind of started loosely looking for a buy-to-let property in Cardiff uh, because we both, as self-employed tennis coaches, uh, didn't have a pension. We kind of knew that tennis coaching is a kind of job you can't do forever. It's, yeah. it's hard. It's hard on your body. It's hard mentally. Um, so we started just looking at other options. So we did a lot of viewings. We probably did, I don't know, 30 viewings of various different places. We had a couple of offers that looked like they were going forward, then fell through. And then on a bit of a whim, we went to go and see a, a two-bedroom house uh, in, in Cardiff that was, had come back on the market. I think the previous set had fallen through. And uh, we just put a cheeky offer in thinking, well, you know, this is going to go the same way. We won't, we won't get it. Uh, And then we actually ended up getting it. So that, that kind of became the start of it then we did a a light cosmetic refurb and did a lot of the work ourselves, which, you know, at the time we needed to, to keep costs down, but it was, it was hard (laughs) because we were kind of in, in that property all day, doing bits and bobs, painting, whatever else. And then, and then, and then coaching in the, afternoons and evenings i mean yeah. that went on for months and yeah, it was, it was, it, was it
2: was a slog that was
1: um was but that kind of became the start of the journey really and then quite quickly after that we got another buy-to-let and then ran out of money basically
0: okay, okay. so then
1: started to look at other options
0: so you still own those buy-to-lets that, that they were successful investments yeah. for you yeah yeah,
1: yeah. Excellent. They're, they're, they're decent buy-to-lets yeah they're, they're doing the, they're doing the job
0: but fast forward now to present day and what are we sort of 12 months into your service accommodation business must be about a year in just over a year
2: yeah just over a year how how
0: many how many service accommodation units are you guys operating now
2: so we're on 10 okay great so a mixture of management and rent to sa Um, okay so yeah so it's it's been a yeah it's been a it's been a roller coaster really journey So
0: what was it that gave you the confidence to, to really get started in service accommodation?
2: Um, well, we just education, really, we, we attended a couple of courses, um, and on kind of a mentoring scheme. Um, and yeah, I, we were, we were chatting earlier and just said, we, we did our first course where it kind of you know it highlighted the framework of of how to set up a service accommodation business which we knew nothing about absolutely nothing really other than you know airbnb what it was you know um and we were driving away from it and just thinking you know what if we implement this and work really hard and it's not it's not going to be easy we're not it's not just going to be a a get rich quick kind of thing but we if we implement these things we can seriously set up a business that that we can run and grow and move forward so i think that was and that's when we left our, our left our full-time jobs then, because we this exciting kind of prospect of that we could it's it was it was really doable you know Absolutely.
0: Um,
2: and it is really doable because yeah. we we're doing it so um so yeah that's i think that's what gave us the confidence to do that and then the ongoing support through it
0: i think um yeah and service accommodation so contrast that with the buy to that you run service accommodation that much more hands-on so anybody who's interested in service accommodation like you were 12 months ago what what would you say to them about the sort of demands of running a service accommodation business
2: Compared to a buy to let,
0: yeah.
2: um, so I mean, our buy to lets, so we get someone to manage those for us. So they're just, I mean, they're just totally hands off. The money comes in each month. Um, in contrast, service accommodation, the opposite. Um, very. You, hand- manage,
0: you manage those yourself.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. all of those ourselves. Yeah, um, and at the moment we're doing pretty much everything. You know, apart from the cleaning, we've got our, uh, our cleaning team um but apart from that we're doing everything just you know so it's it is it is quite it's full on yeah um but it's i don't know it's 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 very it's so changeable like day to day is it changes what you what you're doing daily um which keeps it exciting yeah. um but yeah it's okay. it's 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 pretty full on
0: so what's been your best deal to date what's been your best your most your your best performing property
2: um
1: i'd say that's it's probably one of our three bedroom houses okay. um which initially when we took on we weren't quite sure how it was going to go because in our mind we we're kind of thinking lots of visitors to cardiff um we're going to be wanting to stay this one's a little bit out of the city center it's still walking distance but it's probably a half an hour walk yeah so we kind of had in our minds, it was a little bit of a gamble, but actually the way it's worked out is that's one of our best performing units um, because we can, we can price it really effectively because of the location. Okay. Um, we found that it's great for people coming to Cardiff for work in groups because it's a large three bedroom and there's, an, there's two living rooms effectively. So it can be a four bedroom. So we've had it, it's been really busy in the week with people coming to Cardiff for work. And then in ordinary times, uh, lockdown notwithstanding, the weekends have been busy with, with families and, and groups coming to the city. So that's probably been our, our best performing one, I would say. Yeah. Um, especially because initially it felt like we weren't quite sure how it was going to go.
0: What um, Presumably you've had to put some work into defining your target market and, and your strategy in service accommodation, because I know a lot of people uh, will maybe come into this with the With the slight misconception that service accommodation is holiday lets and that you either need to be, you know, in a glamorous coastal location, you know, staycation venue or or even have a a sort of city centre, you know, penthouse apartment. So tell us a bit about your portfolio and, and your target market.
1: Um, we've we've got a bit of a spread which we feel kind of works quite well so we've got a mixture of of houses and apartments our apartments are um, some are one bed some are two beds and I, and I think that the the way that we've a little bit by design a little bit by accident fallen upon a, a quite varied portfolio of SA units is, <coughs> is useful but because it, it means we've got just we're attracting a more diverse group we're not kind of too niche and too narrow in who we're with marketing yeah. which is quite good especially with somewhere like cardiff where people do come to the city for a
0: yeah.
1: a wide range of reasons yeah. uh, all through the year um and for example last winter so sort of october november december january we were expected to see a real dip in occupancy and actually we experienced the opposite it was really busy through the winter and when you're reaching out to to guests and to bookings to find out why they've booked it is for a wide for a wide array yeah. of reasons so i think having a, a fairly diverse portfolio of places in a city especially yeah. uh, has its benefits
0: and presumably that's helped you during covid as well right
1: yeah, yeah exactly yeah. massively yeah.
2: i think for us as well where we are is kind of the the ideal kind of weeks are where you've got the four-day workbooking and then you've got the three-day weekend booking or two-day weekend booking and then it goes again rather than actually having a month booking for work because you don't maximize on those weekends on the weekend prices so we found actually having people kind of Monday to Friday and then weekend guests and then Monday to Friday again is ideal because you just you maximize really your the income especially because when there's so many events going on in Cardiff and stuff you can really yeah, you can really maximize it that way for where we are.
0: Yeah. So, what would you guys say to people then, the people out there that think that COVID has killed the service accommodation industry?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it, when it initially when lockdown kicked in in March, uh, it was a a moment of crisis for us. I'd say just yeah. kind of just a real a real chance for us to sort of think about what we were going to, do to tackle it and we just you know the the email was just bing 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 cancellation 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 and that was a little bit scary
2: yeah
1: um especially on the rent to sa's because one of our big selling points to the landlords is this idea of you know we're better than a normal tenant we guarantee to pay you the rent on time every month and that was a little bit scary when those cancellations started to roll in but we, I think we did a good job of, of kind of pivoting it for yeah. that the severe lockdown. We had a, a, some really good contacts, things like the police. We had some bookings in from who needed to isolate. Lots of different reasons. But we got through that patch and managed to make all of our rent commitments. And our landlords that we managed for did, did pretty well as well. More than they would have done from a standard tenant, which was great. Uh, and then when we came out of that in August and September, I mean, it was just so busy. Right. right. And it's going to be really interesting to see how that pans out over the next twelve to eighteen months, because I, the feeling I'm getting is that people are maybe going to be more inclined to to holiday in the UK.
0: Yeah.
1: Whether that's for you know a weekend break here and there, whether it's for trips off to go and see friends and family, that's the feeling I'm kind of getting. Is that we're going to get a lot of a lot more kind of domestic holiday bookings than we perhaps would have done before. So I, I definitely don't think it's the, the death of SA. It, it might even be the opposite. Um... Sorry.
2: Yeah, I was just, I had a good example actually just from yesterday. I think it's introduced a lot of people to service accommodation that didn't okay. really think about it before, especially uh, yeah. work people. So I had a message yesterday just saying, well, we've never done this. We've never used, I think they used Airbnb. Yeah. the hotel's closed. Yeah, because hotels yeah. are closed. So we're like, oh, what are we going to do? And then they were like, we're totally sold. Like, why wouldn't we do this now forever? Because yeah, we've got point. nice high shared space. Base. We can put beers in the fridge or whatever. You know, we we can eat all together. Why, why wouldn't we? I don't know why we didn't do it before. So, yeah. you've got not just the staycation kind of whole thing, but you've also got a lot of people that have had no option but to book service accommodation. And why would you look back in yeah. like money wise as well? They're paying thirty quid per person per night or something, or thirty-five quid per person per night in a big house, and it just suits them better all round.
0: Yeah. So you're quite excited about the future then for your SA business. What are your plans moving forward? You've grown quickly in the last 12 months. How's the next 12 months going to look for you guys?
2: What are you saying? Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously a difficult time still at the moment. We've got some quite exciting prospects coming out, but towards the end of the year, just some more units really. Okay. Um, it's one of those things right now, it's quite hard to be excited about new units because you think, or yeah. you know, should we take more on right now? But then we know at some point within the next twelve months we'll be out of this and life's gonna return and we know this business works, we've 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 seen it work, we've made money from it, we've you know it's just yeah, so it's it's pushing forward sensibly at the moment, I think, yeah. within the next six months, and then um and then just going from there and just using this time that we've got, you know any lockdowns that happen using the time just to make sure all of our systems are really good and just improving everything all the time. Okay. Just keep pushing, just keep pushing forwards as best yeah. as, as we can. I think that's our, our plan. I think before, before COVID at the beginning of the year, we thought this year after getting a lot of places quickly, we thought, well, let's have a consolidation period. But as you know, often opportunities come up and you think, well, yeah you know, we were planning for a consolidation but actually this is a really good opportunity so yeah it's weighing it's weighing that up at the moment i think um but yeah definitely definitely growing and um improving our business moving forwards
0: great if you don't mind sharing i know i know when i first started out my property journey um it's it's great to sort of peruse social media and and you're joining all the forums and you're seeing everybody's success stories and all the glitz and glamour around, you know, uh, successful deals and successful investments. Um, but sometimes I think when you're first starting out, that can also be a little bit alienating um, and difficult to relate to, you know, when you're maybe struggling to find your first deal or you're, you're encountering sort of roadblocks and challenges along the way. So if, if you don't mind sharing, what would you guys say is either your worst deal or, or, or the, the biggest mistake that you've made along the way?
1: Um, I guess one of the most challenging mis- mistake. I don't know if it's a mistake, I wouldn't, I wouldn't classify it as a mistake, it's just been a challenge,
0: yeah.
1: is a, um, a block that was fully renovated. The renovation work feels like it's gone on forever i mean it's probably coming up on a year and it's still not quite finished and when it is finished it's going to be a really incredible block of three apartments city center location it's going to be brilliant but because of various different reasons covid we had a couple of massive leaks it's just felt like a a chain of setbacks and and it's been tough and the little things like the hallway hasn't got any carpet, which, yeah. you know, is, is what it is. But when you're having guests walk in the front door and they're not seeing a carpet on the floor, I think then their, their initial response, even though the apartments themselves are lovely and are, and are done to a really good standard, their initial walking in the front door experience of the, the block of apartments isn't great. Yeah, And that's been a real challenge. And we've had to price it much lower than we would have liked to have done and where it should be when it's finished where it will be Um, that's probably been our biggest challenge and you know the the one where you wake up in the night thinking oh my god that's that's been the one um and aside from actually challenges related to a, a property and a deal itself i think one of our biggest challenges has been working out how to run the business day to day when we're both in it and not have it impact on our relationship okay and no one ever really talks about that on social media yeah. never no one ever says oh we had a you know such and such happened today and it, you know it happened at 11 o'clock at night and then
0: we're now not talking to each other <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I can relate to that
1: exactly <laughs> and I think you know in properties one of those things there's probably quite a few people who are yeah. involved in it in one way or the other with their other half yeah and and that comes with its own set of of challenges and we've had to be We've had to have some really honest conversations. We've had to try really hard to set some quite clear boundaries about when we do and don't talk about the business because, you know, if, if you're not careful, it can become the only thing you talk about.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's, that's, that's been, that's been a challenge, isn't it? I think kind yeah. of just respecting each other's headspace a little bit. So, uh, as an example, um, because we're still involved in tennis, I was on a call about tennis and while I was on the call about tennis, Claire was making calls about the business and she was sorting out some bookings and, and back and forth. And, and after I'd finished my call about tennis, Claire literally immediately walked in the room and said, bah, blah, 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 blah. I need an answer on this for the property stuff. And I was just like, whoa, hang on. Hang on a minute. I can't. I, I just, <laughs> you got to give me 10 minutes to get my tennis head off. Mindset
0: and, switch. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, so just little things like that, really. And I think that's been, I never really see that spoken about on social yeah. media. About Absolutely how you, you're literally, literally having to find out, you know, we do have had a few conversations about, right, what are you best at? What am I best at? What, what are you going to take a lead on? Okay. And the idea of we need to know what each other are doing in the business, but it will equally have autonomy of our own sections. And then just try to add some structure about when we talk about it and almost kind of have, you know, meetings yeah. rather than talking about it over dinner, which is, yeah so easily done and it takes quite a bit of discipline not to say oh I meant to ask you this earlier
0: do you find locations important I know we try and when we do have meetings we try not to do them in the house yeah and we actually schedule a meeting somewhere just a little bit more formal yeah
1: yeah exactly I think that adds some kind of separation to it
0: as well yeah that makes sense so who would you say has been your biggest inspiration during your property journey I mean I, I would imagine you lean on each other Uh, a significant amount but have have you had it is there a a family member or somebody that has really inspired you along the way
1: um that's a really good question I mean my my dad was really into property um but he and he kind of passed away before we started our journey in property which is a shame because I kind of you know we often speak about how how into it he would be and how proud he would be to hear about how far we've come yeah. Um so that is is a source of inspiration knowing that it's something that he would have really enjoyed to to be part of. Um and then uh, we've been lucky enough to have some really good mentors so
0: yeah
1: Kevin who um we started our our mentoring journey with right back at the start yeah. we, we still have mentoring from now yeah. and he's got a, a team of mentors obviously yeah, yeah. been part of that and yeah. We've had a lot of ongoing support and just kind of knowing you can you can pick up the phone to somebody and say what do you think about this yeah. do you think about this deal does this you know is is really useful
2: anything else from me yeah no i i think i mean we we've been lucky to have each other because i think just from our our coaching background and our sport background we're quite driven and and we kind of hold ourselves accountable so we've just kind of i don't know we just push each other on i think and you know sometimes maybe we have bad days and then the other person picks you pick each other up don't you and um yeah we I think we've 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 tried to use that as well we've been
0: do you have skill sets that complement each other would you say Do do you end up sort of focusing on different areas of the business
2: yeah we do yeah we um i think initially we kind of fell fell into different sides of the business um and then we did sit down and discuss you know which bits we were going to take charge of but i think it just it it kind of yeah it's just the the path that it took i think so i'm kind of much more of the like logistics and guest liaison right. and relationships and things like that yeah. and um bet you do more finance and all of those bits and pieces don't you and Correct. yeah Stuff like that, so I'm kind of, which works actually.
1: Yeah, it? It, it yeah, it does work. Yeah. It does work well. And I think that's important to, to have, you know, some kind of like, definition of your roles, even if it's yeah. nothing formal. Yeah. Just as you would do in a normal working environment.
0: Yeah. So how would you say that uh, properties changed your lives?
1: Oh, massive, massively, massively. I mean, even just like the day to day. Like, I mean to be in a situation where we can both be at home at a reasonable time
0: yeah.
1: and, you know, cook dinner and, and have dinner together is, mm. it's just totally different. I mean, we are both coaches for 20 years and you're on court till nine o'clock at night, you know, you, you're getting home and it's a, it's a rush to to eat, to shower, to get into bed because you're back on court at seven o'clock the next morning. So, I mean, it's, it's just total transformation. Uh, we sometimes joke about being in, at home in time for the one show It's something that, you know, tennis coaches, and, you know, people who work long days, you know, it's just never experienced. But, you know, now that that happens relatively regularly, where we can be home at a reasonable time.
0: Great. So what's the one piece of advice that you would give to somebody just starting out on their property journey? One
2: piece of advice. Um, I suppose it's it's the same kind of i was talking about it earlier when we uh when we left our first um our first kind of education couple of days it's just that if you want to get into it it's not it's not going to be easy you're not you're going to have to work hard um there's going to be a lot of ups and downs with it you're going to learn stuff every single day um you're going to have to be driven and keep going um but i think the exciting thing about it is is that you know, and, and we're still in our early stages of our, of our service accommodation business, but that there, you know, at some point, I I know that we will be able to, you know, be somewhere else running this business successfully. Um, yeah. You're going to have loads more time than we've got now, so it, it's kind of that that working really really hard, which we've always done. Yeah, but for for something else for time to spend with each other, our families, whatever, you know, whatever it is to travel, to, to do whatever, whatever your why is really. um, It is that, you know, that you're working hard for something for something else, whatever that is for you. Um, Yeah. Yeah,
1: That's a a good one as well as I think you start up your journey, be really clear. And we, we were really clear on, on your, on your why and why you're doing it because if you've got that and maybe it's even written down or it's up on the wall or whatever it just it just helps you stay focused and stay motivated and just reminds you of what you're working towards and I think that's it's really important because it's really easy to lose sight of the big picture when you're involved in the nitty-gritty of running a service accommodation business yeah. it's, um, it's useful to have a, a reminder just to go back to and to kind of remotivate yourself.
0: Brilliant. That's a really key key message, I think, for, for anybody just starting out. I know this is a popular conversation piece amongst property investors, but what's the strangest thing that you guys have seen on a property viewing? <laughs> uh
1: strangest thing. We've definitely, we've definitely got some. But,
2: um there was. We went to see. This was when we were looking for buy to lets. Actually, yeah. we, um, we had a couple of random ones. Actually, where you know when stuff's not done on building regs, and they're, okay. they're like oh, yeah. selling it as a, like a, a four bedroom house. So you're going around, and you're like, you know, it's a nice Victorian property, and then the fourth bedroom is a lot of conversion. Yeah, but. With a, rope,
0: with a rope ladder
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah it's basically a ladder going up to it and you're like yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: and they're like do you want to have a look and you're like no we're yeah. okay <laughs> um then there was another loft conversion that was similar that had like uh it, it had been done and there was like a stairway down but there was like no block on the stairs so if you just got up in the night you would literally just fall down the two, side. two flights of stairs yeah and they're like i'm like wow. I, I don't think you can advertise this as a as a four bedroom and they're like oh no no we are i was like well i don't think it
0: is was that that a negotiating tool yeah yeah yeah.
2: take that bedroom off yeah
0: brilliant fantastic well claire backer thank you so much for sharing your property adventures with us i know there's so many people that are going to find your your story and your journey inspirational if people did want to get in touch with you or follow what you guys are up to over at switchback stays what's the best way for them to do that
1: um yeah i mean have a little look on our on our on our website switchbackstays.co.uk um we're on facebook switchbackstays so if they wanted to reach out and drop us a message via facebook that's always a good way um or via email i'm becca at switchbackstays so becca b-e-c-c-a at switchbackstays.co.uk and claire is the same with claire
0: fantastic guys thank you so much really appreciate that Thanks look much. after yourselves take care bye bye
1: Bye-bye. Bye.